Okay, we're in the last paragraph of Eishes, the second to last Ace of the Maimer. Uh, in the English, we're on page. Three five something. Three forty nine. Page three forty nine. Yesterday. We introduced into the Maimer the concept of Bechira, of free choice. Until now, we've been tumbling about a Gairo. We said a Gairo is when Seichel can't decide, and he reached to some level which is higher than Seichel to decide. But now, (coughs) we're taking this a step farther. And we're speaking about a level called Bechira. And we're saying that Bechira is even deeper than Geirol. Because Geirol has a limitation. Geirol is limited to, I can't decide. That's like when you wake up Chalamayid in the morning, and you say, what should we do today? Say, I don't know, what should we do today? Say, I don't know, what should we do today? <laughs> and then you eat breakfast and lunch and you go to sleep. <laughs> that's, that's how Chalamayid mornings go in Jewish homes. You can't decide. You're limited to being unable to be making a decision. You're limited to flipping a coin, so to speak. There is no way possible for you to make a decision. Bechira is even deeper than that. It's where there are two things that there's no reason to choose one over the other, yet Bechira goes ahead and makes that choice. And Bechira, so to speak, forces Gairo. Bechira forces Gairo that... It too has to make this choice. In other words, on the level of complete equality, it has to decide, this is what I want. Let's read this inside. More. In Bechira you have two things. Both aspects. In other words, the aspect of Gero and the aspect of choosing. Which is Dargas You have the level of Gairo in Bechira. Otherwise, it's not true Bechira. If you're deciding to choose A over B or B over A, then that must mean that A and B are equal. Because if A and B are not equal, then the choice was made for you. You're not choosing. I'll give you a Cadillac 
What's it called? The SUV. Escalate. Escalate, thank you. I'll give you a Cadillac Escalade or a Toyota Sienna. A Toyota Sienna that's six years old and been run by a Lubavitch family with eight kids. <laughs> Which one do you want? A brand new to- Cadillac Escalade or a Toyota Sienna? That's not a choice. Of course you take the Sienna. What are you going to do with an Escalade? <laughs> What's an Escalade going to do for you? Um, so there's no choice. The choice has been made for you. That's not Bechira. Bechira is where you're starting off with the Dargas HaGeril. With the level of girl, A level where... You could go either way, and it really doesn't make a difference which way you go. This, that a person goes then to the level of Bechira and chooses. He says, this is what I want. Even though both of the things are equal in the parentheses, it adds to him, meaning... Perhaps they're not exactly the same, but for him they're equal. For him, there's no difference between one and the other. This comes from the etzemanafish. This comes from the essence of a person. That a person can go and make a choice. This is what I'm choosing. That comes from a person's essence. And that's why a person needs to in the situation that we discussed yesterday, where he needs to make a choice and decide, this is what I'm doing. For example, this is whom I'm going to marry. He needs to tap into the Atzim HaNafesh. If he doesn't tap into the Atzim HaNafesh, he's going to go around in circles and circles and circles, and he's never going to be able to make a decision. He needs to tap into the Atzim HaNafesh and say, you, I'm choosing. You, I'm choosing. This is what I'm choosing. This is what I want. That requires a Jew to tap into his Zatzim HaNefesh or a person to tap into his Zatzim HaNefesh in order to make such a choice. Uh, in the case where you're being asked for tzedakah and you feel like every single time you'd lean towards the giving of tzedakah, is that also, um, would that also be your soul's essence? So, there's a concept of Bechir Chavshis every single time we do a mitzvah. Okay. In other words, with the performance of a mitzvah, there's a concept of Bechir Chavshis, a Jew's choosing to do that. We'll discuss that in a few moments um, uh, in in, in the context of this Maimer, though. Appreciate that. Val Yidei through choice, Hamshacha, Meha Etzem, and what's happening when you're choosing? When you're choosing, you're drawing down from this etzem that the etzem is saying that I want A, not B. I want this, not that. And thereby you are dra- drawing out from your etzem, from your very essence, to the level in you of Gairo, the level in you where A and B are really irrelevant, where they're really the same, there's no difference between them. The level that to it both things are bishav are completely equal. Over there, gam even the girl, 
הגם שמצד עצמוי אפשר להיות בשני האופנים, even though מצד עצמוי on its own it's possible for a girl to be בשני האופנים, it's possible for it to be either way. Nevertheless, when you choose it, you're not saying, eh, I'll go with the flick of a coin. Because that's not a choice. Flipping a coin is not a choice. Heads or tails is not deciding I want this and not that. The whole point of choice is that you're telling the level of girl where the two things are completely equal. <laughs> I'm taking this. This is mine forever, eternally, and there's nothing to discuss. There's no two ways about it. This is who I am. There's no possibility that it should be different. It's according to the choice. As it says in the Pasuk, this is a really powerful Pasuk, where the Yidin turn to Hashem in Tehillim, and we tell Hashem, You Hashem, you support our Geral. The simple meaning is that Hashem supports our lot, our uh, 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 our portion in life. But the Maimer says a much deeper explanation than that. Atta t'imich gairali, you Hashem support our girl. That means that Hashem is, uh, what, what's it called, weighing the, the, scales. the scale. Hashem is making sure <coughs> that the Gairo falls out for us. How does Hashem make sure that the Gairo falls out from, for us? From choosing us. Because choosing us forces the level of Gairo, that the level of Gairo can't anymore be equal, and it must come out according to us. Let's read inside, Shachadosh Baruch the Holy One, blessed be He. Toimich esa he supports the Gairo, that it should be according to the choice of essence, of Hashem's essence. When you say these words and tell them, they'll have a whole new meaning now. means that's the way it has to be. That Hashem weighs the Gairo, that it should be according to us. This is also what it says in the Pasuk. It says that Hashem chooses for us our inheritance the Ga'in, the, the, the pride of Yaakov. What does that mean? So the Maimer explains the Biyakov Ksiv with regard to Yaakov, it says, Yaakov chevel nachalasoi. Yaakov is chevel, the rope of nachalasoi, of his inheritance. That means, as explained elsewhere in Chassidus, that the neshama is connected like a rope to Hashem, even though it passes millions of miles. A fantastic distance, but nevertheless, 
the the neshama is always connected to Hashem. Yaakov chevel nachalasei. Vitirgem unklus and unklus translates these words. Yaakov chevel nachalasei. Yaakov arev achsante. Yaakov is arev achsante his inheritance. What's arev? Adev, I'm sorry. The adev who girl. The word adev is girl. Is the lot. The lot of his inheritance. So what's Yivchalanu Esnachalaseinu? Yivchalanu Esnachalaseinu means that Hashem chooses the Gairo for us. The Indian Yivchar Gaimer Skoin Yakavu. The idea of Yivchar Skoin Yakav is Shegam Bedargas Hagairo Shalomaylam Ishtalshlos. Shakal Shavim Sham. Even on the level of Gairo. The level of girl is a level which is which is beyond ishtalshalos, as we've explained repeatedly. That the whole point of girl is where you're reaching higher than ishtalshalos. In ishtalshalos, there's no comparison between Yaakov and Esav, for example, between Haman and the Yidin. As far as ishtalshalos is concerned, the Yidin are always on top. So therefore, Haman threw a lot. The, object, the objective of Haman's lot was to reach higher than Ishtalshlus. To reach a level where it's possible that Haman should end up on top. Because in a level higher than Ishtalshlus, there's no good, there's no evil, there's no light, there's no darkness. So Haman threw this lot to end up on top. Comes along a Bechira, and the Bechira forces the girl. What does it mean it forces the girl? That even in the level of Lamaila Mishtalshus, where everything is equal, Habechira, he be Yisrael Davka. Hashem says, it doesn't matter. I'm going to choose the Yidin. In other words, Haman could throw girls again and again and again. According to the Medrash, when Haman was throwing his girl, that's what he did. He threw his girl until it fell out the way that he liked. You think, what kind of girl is that? What's the point? On the contrary. Haman was trying to tap into this level of girl. But when it fell out in a way he didn't like, he threw the dice again. And he threw it again, and he threw it again, until it fell out in a way that he thought he liked. He was very happy with the results. He didn't know. There was a level which was way higher than his knowledge. And that's the level of Bechira. That Hashem says, you could throw the dice as many times as you want, but the Bechira is always going to be with the Yidin. Because there is no girl, There is no equality. There is no possibility for the choice to be anything but the Yidin. And that's because of the level of Bechira. Because of the level of choice. Um, for 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 bechira, we're saying that, uh, that we're saying that for bechira, two things have to be equal, right? But how can we ever know if um, something is actually equal with another thing if we can't see the the etzim of it, right? We can't we can't see like what's on the inside. We can only see like what's on the outside, like what appears to be equal. So when we say that there is Bechira in Yidin, 
we're talking specifically on, about the guf of a yid. The guf of a yid and the guf of a non-yid are the same. When it comes to the nisham, of course, there's no bechira. Then it's not a bechira. When it comes to the guf, which by all external appearances, as you said, there's complete equality. Nevertheless, Hashem says, this is whom I'm choosing. And that's what happened by the miracle of Purim. The miracle of Purim was about the saving of a, our, our physical existence, not our spiritual existence. That's the difference, as is known, between Hanukkah and Purim. That Hanukkah was a spiritual war. Purim was a physical threat, a physical danger. So this ois, ois ches, is the key to explaining everything that this mimer is out to explain and also the key to what the mimer accomplished. It's the key which explains that despite the level of girl, despite the level of higher than Ishtalshus, despite the level of Baal Haratzin, there is a level which is deeper than that, and that's the level of Bechira. And with that understanding, we're able to answer all of our questions. This is the meaning of the Pasuk. Therefore, Hashem called these days Purim al Shema Pur because of the poor. That the way that the girl fell out above was according to the direction and the choice, the Bechira, of Hashem's essence. In other words, the Hagam Sha'ach Esav Liyakov, even though Haman reached a level which is higher than the Shtalshlos, a level where Yaakov and Esav are brothers, meaning equal, meaning there's no differentiation between Esav and the Yidin, between Haman and the Yidin. Nevertheless, Hashem weighed this girl of Esav, of Haman, that as the Pasuk continues. It says in the Pasuk, Ach Esav Yaakov, Yaakov and Esav are brothers, but nevertheless, Hashem still says, I love Yaakov and I hate Esav. How did the Yidin earn that Hashem should intervene, so to speak, from the level of Bechira to overwhelm the girl which Haman tried to tap into? So the Maimer explains, that this was accomplished the al nefesh kol hashana. This was accomplished through the mesiras nefesh that the Jews experienced throughout that year. That the yidin had mesiras nefesh over the course of an entire year. For an entire year.
the Yidin stayed connected to whom they are, to their identity. In other words, as we've said already many times, this Mimer, the previous Mimer, when Haman made his Gzeir, when Haman said he's going to destroy, he said, Lahashmid Larigul Abid Hasvishalam, Eskal, Eskal, Hayyudim. He said he's going to destroy the Jews. There was nowhere to run. There was nowhere to escape. Achashverosh was a Meshul Bekipa. He ruled over the entire inhabited world at the time. There was only one way to escape. What was the way to escape? For a person to say, I'm not a Jew anymore. I'm not a Jew anymore. Another story. The person, he was running out of cash. He knew that uh, if he goes and converts, then uh, he'll get a little bit of an influx. So he went in. And uh, he, he said he wants to. So the priest took out the holy water, spritzed him, and said, no, you're no longer a Jew, you're a guy. He says, you have not one mitzvah now. You used to have 613 mitzvahs, 620. Now you have one mitzvah. The mitzvah is you're not allowed to eat meat on Fridays. So the, the priest came to visit him the next Friday. He sees him eating a steak. He says, what are you doing? He says, I took out water and I sprinkled the meat and I said, you are no longer meat, you are fish. He says, you can't do that. He says, ah, a geisha cup. (laughs) (laughs) So, the Yidin had one out. The one out that the Yidin had was to say, we're no longer Yidin. We're no longer Yidin. If they're not Yidin, then the danger of Lahashim and Lari Glabit is called Yidin doesn't apply to them. But the Alter Rebbe testifies, there was not even a single Jew that had a thought of doing something like this. Not even a thought. They stood with Mordechai with complete tshuva, learning Torah, increasing their mitzvah performance, increasing their connection to Torah with complete mesiris nefesh. And again, this was over the course of an entire year. And the fact that it was over the course of an entire year is significant because a year represents shinoi, shanaz, milash, and shinoi. It represents all different types of changes. That means that the Yidin demonstrated that this is who we are no matter what. In this way, the Yidin demonstrated that they were accepting the Torah even without mountains over their heads, etc. Even without kiluyim, without revelations. This act of Mesir Nefesh that the Jews had over the course of an entire year 
This is what caused the miracle of Purim to occur. Over here in the Maimer, it explains the Indian Hamasiris Nafishume Atsamanashama. What does Mesiris Nafish mean? What does Mesiris Nafish mean? It means Azoi Azoi Unishtandush. What does that mean? Mesiris Nafish translates that you cannot entice me, you cannot force me, you cannot do anything to me that will make me change my mind. This is my choice, this is my reality, this is my truth, this is my life, this is my essence, and it can't be any other way. That's the translation of Mesiris Nefesh. Why is a person Mesir Nefesh? A person's Mesir Nefesh because from the etzem of his neshama, this is what he's connected to. So Mesiris Nefesh translates as Azoi Azoi Unishtandish. When the Yidin demonstrated Mesiris Nefesh over the course of an entire year, Hainu, that means, Mitzad HaBechira, the Etzam HaNeshama Ba'atzmos, as a result of the choice of the Etzam HaNeshama, of the essence of the Neshama, in Atzmos, in the essence of Hashem, Al Yidei Zeh Nimshach V'Neskala Bechiras HaAtzmos BeYisrael. Through this, it was Nimshach, drawn down, V'Neskala, and revealed, Bechiras HaAtzmos, the choice of the essence of Hashem in the Yidin. The Yidin said, with utmost clarity, with complete resolve, that we choose Hashem no matter what. That was the translation of their Mesiris Nefesh. And Hashem said, I choose Yidin no matter what, regardless of the levels of Geirul, regardless of all the equality, regardless of Aches of Liakov, I choose the Yidin, the Yidin are mine forever, no matter what. So it was the Aveda of the Yidin that actually inspired the miracle of Purim. Through this, also the girl that happened above, Haya came out in such a way, that for the Yidin, there should be and Haman ended up Hanging from a gallows. Let's take a look at Ha'ara 69. Ha'ara 69 is a complicated Ha'ara in regard to what we just spoke. I'm not going to try to explain it to you, but we'll try at least to get a glimpse of it. In the English, what Ha'ara is it? You could turn to the back, I guess. It's in the in the, the back. It'll be in Ha'ara 69. But it, it, is it on the bottom? Does it have a note in the bottom? Mm-hmm. From Tanya, in the end of Perik? Yeah. Yes. No? Yeah. So just look in the back page. Yeah. It does? It does have an English? What note is it? Four. Note 4. On page 352. Oh, see, see page 352. Okay. So it says as follows. It says, "Betanya seif perik yudches." In the Tanya, in the end of perik yudches, it says over there, "Shei efsher klal lichbar ba'ashem echad." It says that for a Jew, it's impossible to reject Hashem. This is the famous statement of Tanya, 
a yid niter will niter can sein abgerissen von alikus. A yid cannot, nor does he want to, be separated from godliness. A Jew always is going to choose Hashem even at the risk of his life. This is the concept of Mesir's Nefesh. And it's explained elsewhere. The Kivan that since Mesir's Nefesh is Gilui Hayechida, revelation of the level of Yechida, meaning the essence of our Neshama. And the Neshama, there are five levels. There's a level of Nefesh, there's a level of Ruach, there's a level of Neshama. Then there's a level of Chaya and a level of Yechida. The level of Nefesh is a level which is the physical life of a person. The physical life that his body is alive, that he can eat sushi and ice cream and french fries dipped in mustard. Ew. Don't say ew, that's not nice. But Tam Vereach. So, you have to have good, good french fries and good mustard, and it tastes good. If you eat garbage french fries and garbage mustard, of course it's not nice. So, if you have to be exposed to typhus, Eliezer. <laughs> so, that's the level of nefesh. The level of nefesh is the behemah, basically, of a person. The, the physical existence of a person. Then there's the level of ruach. Ruach is spirit. What spirit? What, where, where is a person spirited? He's spirited in his emotions. His emotions are spirited. Then there's the level of neshama. The level of neshama, that's the seichel. That's the intellect of a person. Now, with regard to nefesh, there's eating food like a behemah, or there's eating holy food, kosher food, Shabbos food, Shabbos kogel, chalent. So there's, there's different levels, right? There's two things that you could choose. You could choose this way, you could choose that way. On the level of Ruach, there's also there's different emotions. You could love Hashem, or you could love what? Yourself. Your telephone. <laughs> Yourself. Your fish. On the level of Nishama, there's understanding. A mimer. And there's understanding uh, E equals MC squared. So there's two opposites. There's a level of Kedusha and there's a level of Le'umasza on each of these levels. Then there's the level of Chaya. Chaya is the Makif level. Chaya is where you're already connecting to Ratzin. Chaya is where the concept of girl exists. Chaya is already more the essence of the person. It's not as much that it could go this way or that way, but nevertheless, still, sometimes a person's ratzin is misdirected and it comes out in a way that it looks like what he wants is sushi. It looks like what he wants is Lumasa. But then there's a level of Yechida. 
The level of Yechida, that's the essence of the Neshama. That's the essence of the Neshama on all the different levels of the Neshama, but it's the essence where none of the levels really exist. It's the essence which is higher and more powerful than all the other levels of the Neshama. On the level of Yechida, a Yid is connected to Hashem and cannot be connected to anything else. This is expressed based on a Gemara. It says in a Gemara in Gittin that if a person's walking by a cave and he sees inside the cave, there's a person, a pit, a person, he's not able to extract him from the pit. And the person is crying out to him and says, please write a get to my wife, write a divorce for my wife. He identifies himself and his wife. He's making this person a shliach. So it says that you're allowed to go and uh, and uh, carry out his mission. In other words, he doesn't want his wife to be an aguna. So the Gemara says, how does he know that it's a real person? Maybe it's a shade. Maybe it's a demon which is dressing up like the person or looking like the person or sounding like the person, whatever it is. And the Gemara responds that he sees a shadow of a shadow. You know the shadow of the shadow? The shadow inside of the shadow, the darker part of the shadow. Is that like the grand heart? The boya de beboya. And it says that a shade it doesn't have a shadow of a shadow. Now whatever this means, in Chassidus, this idea is applied to the level of Yechida, the essence. It says the essence it doesn't have a shadow of a shadow. That means it doesn't have a it doesn't have something opposite it. It doesn't have another side. On the level of Yechida, there isn't this way or that way. When you tap into the Yechida of a Jew, then it's all over. You can't touch him. You can't get near him. That is the essence of the Jew, the way this Jew is. But the question that this is asking is, if so, the Messias Nefesh of a Jew. What's the Messias Nefesh expressing? It's not expressing a level of Bechira, of choice. It's expressing a level of It's impossible for it to be different. That's not Bechira. There isn't anything else in Yechida. In other words, We'll put it this way. Haman wanted to reach the level of girl because he knew that on the level of girl, he and the Yidin are equal, and if he and the Yidin are equal, there's a possibility that he could overwhelm the Yidin. Right? That's what he was trying to tap into. But it's a very dangerous place because some gesund. Just one step farther within this level of higher than Hishtal Shilos, where he was touching, where he was trying to tap into, that superpower, nuclear energy, could blow up in his face, so to speak, because 
if he just reaches one step deeper, then there is no longer any Amun. There's just Yidin. There is no longer any Esav. There's just Yaakov. Once you're going higher than Ishtalshlus, and you're reaching into a level which is higher than Ishtalshlus, and in the level of higher than Ishtalshlus, there, you, you, you're trying to maneuver, you're trying to manipulate that things should go your way. But the reason why Ach Esav Liakim, the reason why Esav and Yidin are equal in the level of higher than Shalshus is because there's no light, there's no darkness. But really what that means on an essential level, if you just go a little bit deeper, is that there's only light, there's only holiness, there's only godliness, there's only Abishter, there's only Yidin. And once he reaches that step, that's not Bechira. <laughs> you can't have choice when you only have one choice. When there's only one meal being placed in front of you, there's no menu. You just get what the yeshiva serves. That's it. There's chicken and rice. And tomorrow night there's rice and chicken. <laughs> that, that's all there is. There's no choice over there. That's the question that the Mimer is asking. Yes, not over there. That's where you're choosing to eat. Of course, you could choose not to eat. But over there, it's just the essential connection that the Abishter has with Yidin, where there's light and godliness and holiness and upliftedness. Nefesh ali kiss, the Yichida Nefesh. That's all there is. So, how is there even a question about any then there's no question about anything, but then there's no Bechira, and that's exactly really the question which this Ha'ara 69 is asking. And the, I told you it's a complicated Ha'ara. The question itself is complicated. The answer is even more complicated. The answer the, that the Ha'ara says is, Avul Mikivan She'inina Bechira, Hu, Amud, Hatayra, Vahamitzvah, Vahabechira, He, since free choice is the, in the words of the Rambam, it's the pillar of Torah and Mitzvahs. That means that Yiddishkeit is premised on the concept of free choice. This is where we get into your question that you asked earlier. It's the pillar of Torah and Mitzvahs. Yiddishkeit is premised on the idea that free choice exists. It's from the fundamental um, uh, levels of Avedas Adam. In other words, without free choice, there's no Yiddishkeit. Without free choice, there's no Yiddishkeit. If you're going to say that everything you do is predestined, then you no longer have any reward and punishment. It erases Rahman al to say such words. It erases the whole entire Torah, the whole entire concept of Aveda. So therefore, says the Ha'ar over here, Tzarech Leimar, and it references over here also a a Sicha Nukutei Sichis, which is also complicated. You could look it up if you want. Maybe we'll look it up together. This, that as far as Yechida is concerned, it's impossible for anything to be different. It doesn't mean that you're forced in this. 
he hashoyleles shelo yia nesinas tamvev shares lias nifred chas v'shalom. When a chassan and kala stand under the chuppah, one of the brachis that we say is samach to samach reim aluvim kisamechacha yitzircha beganeden mikaden. Rejoice, beloved partners, as your 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 creator has re- caused you to rejoice. Beganeden mikaden minim adam anchava. That the chasn and kala should reach the same level of love and affection and connection to each other that Adam and Chava had. What's Adam and Chava coming into the chuppah? Where are they entering into the chuppah? One explanation for this is that Adam and Chava knew that they were the only choice. Their Adam couldn't choose any other woman. Chava couldn't choose any other man. When the Eivishter stood and married them together, the Eivishter was their, their Mesader Kedushin. As they stood under a beautiful chuppah with angels singing and the most greatest beauty, it was the most glamorous chasana that has ever been in history. And when the Eivishter stood and married Adam and Chava together, they knew that this is it. There's no other choice. There's no other possibilities. They're it. What you wish the chasen and kala is that they should have eyes only for each other, the way that Adam and Chava knew that they were only for each other. But where does this, where is this reached? It's reached from a level of Bechira. That the chasen says to the kala, I choose you. And the kala says to the chasen, I choose you. In such a way, that I know that nothing else is there for me. Nothing else can exist for me. There's not a possibility, chas of dissolving this, of choosing someone else. It's not that I'm choosing you today and I could choose someone else tomorrow. It's not possible. That's the whole point. The whole point is that I'm choosing you in a way that I'm eliminating all other choices. But that's coming from the power of choice. And this is what the Ha'ar is saying over here also. When a Yid is choosing the Eibishter Ad Lemesir Snefesh. And similarly, when the Eibishter is choosing a Yid in a way that it doesn't matter if Achis of Liyakov, nothing matters because the Eibishter says, I'm always going to choose you. Whether you woke up on time for Chesidus and you came at 7.30 or whether you came at 7.31. I'm still going to choose you and I'm still going to love you. So this is what the Eibishter says to Yid. Where does this come from? It comes from the Yid saying to the Eibishter and the Eibishter saying in reflection to the Yid, I'm choosing you so deep of a choice. That nothing else exists and nothing else can exist. That's the level of Bechira, which is choice, but a choice that doesn't allow for another possibility. And therefore, it's Taymich Gairali, it changes the girl as well. I started off saying this is a deep idea, something which you have to think about. So, so how can we understand the divorce? Uh. 
Essentially, it's impossible. It says in Torah that there's a possible there's a possibility to divorce, and that in the Chazal teach us. That call hamegarish ishtarishayna filum is beach married all of the most that a person who divorces his wife, um, even the altar cries for him. The altar is made out of stones. How does a stone cry? How does a stone cry? It's inanimate, it doesn't have emotions. But when something should be so strong, so powerful then even on that level it's possible for there to be this like uh, this is not the way things are supposed to be now there's unhealthiness in the world we're not discussing that we're not addressing that this isn't the 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 points that we're we're here for unhealthiness exists in the world and on the level where unhealthiness exists sometimes it's necessary for there to be a divorce not only is it sometimes necessary, it's sometimes incumbent for there to be a divorce. But that's in a level where things are not functioning the way they should. Because as things should function in a healthy marriage between a healthy husband and wife, divorce isn't even a possibility. It's not that I go home at night and my wife burned my supper and I say, I'm going to find a better cook. <laughs> it, it, that, that, that concept isn't even on the table. It's not even a possibility. So in as much as it does exist, it's coming from a level of unhealthiness, of not being connected to Yechida, not even being connected to Chaya, sometimes not even having a healthy connection to Nefesh. Okay, let's finish the mimer now. So the mimer said that how did the yidin earn, so to speak, the bechira <coughs> of Hashem? That Hashem chose them. That was through the mysterious nefesh. It's okay, thank you, thank you, Elias. It was through the mysterious nefesh that the Yidin demonstrated over the course of an entire year. Thank you, It was through the mysterious nefesh that the Yidin demonstrated over the course of a year. Because mysterious nefesh comes. From that level inside of me, where I am making a choice in Hashem, and I'm saying that that's the way it has to be and it will stay. Mr. Snefesh means that, like we said. And that causes Hashem's Bechir in us, also in a level of And what happened to Haman? Bes Haman, Bes Banov, Yitlu Eitz, Haman and his sons were hanging from a tree. Umetai Kakasov, and the Pasuk specifies and says, Hapur, Beheya Yidia. Why do we call Purim Purim? 
because of the lot, the lottery that ate, that Haman threw. Shekoya la Porsche Hippel Haman. Because through the miracle of Purim, this gala, it was revealed, even the lottery that Haman threw. Why did it happen? It happened because Hashem was tipping the scales in our favor. Hashem was weighing the lot so that the lot fell out. The, 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 the dice were weighted in a way that it had to fall out in our favor. The Bechira was affecting the girl, not just in general the level of girl, specifically the girl, the girl specifically that Haman threw. This is why the poor fell out in the month of Adar. The month when Meshur Rabbeinu was born. Because the poor, the lottery, from the very beginning, was in such a way that it should be revealed. That even the poor itself, even the lottery itself, even though the whole concept of a lottery is that it could fall this way, it could fall that way. That's the whole point of a lottery. The whole point of a lottery is that everything is equal, that there's no difference how it's going to fall out. That was what Haman was trying to accomplish. That there should be the level of more than this, and the outset, from the outside, the way that it seemed was that the poor was in Haman's favor. Haman was so excited when this poor occurred, when it fell out in the month that Meish Rabbeinu passed away. He said, wow, look what I accomplished. I'm going to reach my mezima I'm going to reach my objective. So the poor was and practically we see that for one year the Jews faced the greatest threat they've ever faced in their entire history, a threat of complete annihilation. But nevertheless, really what was taking place from the very beginning, was kafi bechiras ha'atzmos was according to the choice of atzmos, as the pasuk says ve'ayev ve'seisav sanesi that Hashem was directing it all along, and now when we read the story Megillah Esther, then we're able to see how from the very beginning Hashem directed the events as they occurred till the very end, and every single step was all in a way that not only didn't make the Jews weaker, on the contrary, it made the Jews stronger, a Jewish queen, a Jewish prime minister, and everyone wanting to connect to the Jews. And the same is true also with the eights, the tree that Haman prepared who did Haman prepare this for? Loi la'atzmoi. For him himself. It says, ha'etza shehechen loi. The 
um, the tree which Haman prepared for him. Simply, who is the word him referring to? Mardechai. But the Pnimis is no. Haman prepared this tree for him himself. Why did he make such a high tree, 50 cubits high? He wanted to reach the 50th level. The 50th level is the level that over there darkness is like light. And the miracle of Purim, even on this high level, which Haman reached, the level of higher than the Shtalshus, that's what ended up hanging him himself. The girl which he was reaching through, the 50th level, they hung Haman on this tree. And then it was revealed. That this that he prepared this tree, and at the time it seemed like this tree was going to hang Mordechai. He had all the power in the world, literally. He had all the power in the world, and everybody assumed that Mordechai is going to be hanging for this from this tree, and they were all crying already for Mordechai. And regardless of crying for Mordechai. They stayed with him and the 22,000 children told Mordechai in one voice, we're with you no matter what. And then it was revealed that really this tree was never for Mordechai in the first place. This tree from the very beginning, even on the level of 50 on the level of was was for him himself. He prepared the tree. He prepared his own demise. And this is the idea of Purim. In the days of Purim, every single year. Every single year means the days where Purim happened originally. Every single year means in 1953, when there was this threat against millions of Jews that was hanging over their heads, a danger which nobody saw a way out from. And every single year means Tafshin Pei Gimel, where it's so many years of darkness, of gullus, of exile, of concealment. And we're wondering where's the end, where's the light at the end of the tunnel. But Bimei Hapurim, Bechol Shana And notice the plural, Bimei Hapurim, the days of Purim. The days of Purim means Purim Rishain and Purim Shaini, Purim Katan and Purim Gadol, so to speak. Bimei Hapurim means the month of Purim, the month of Adar. In this month, Nimshach is drawn down. Shegam Bedargas Hapur Shalom, Ailame Ishtalshlos, even on the level of poor. Which is higher than the Shtalshlos, there should be the Hashem choosing us. Hashem should choose us. Destroying any memory of Amalek. Why he be my